What's up, everybody? You're listening to Back to the Feature. This is the podcast where we talk about films and entertainment. My name is Joseph. And I'm Edward. Today, we're going to start off with a little bit of news bomb drop in. Edward, Mark Hamill is the voice of Chucky. How do you feel? I saw that. Uh, it might make a difference. Like I said, I don't. I still have my opinions on it, but uh, he might make it a little bit better. I'm not much into like, I, I know he's talked Joker. I'm sure a few other big characters that people like him for, but yeah, he was the um, cartoon. So anyone who's not anyone who's listening who doesn't know, Mark Hamill is Luke Skywalker, or he mm-hmm. portrayed Luke Skywalker in the Star Wars franchise. And uh, yesterday on Twitter, he announced that he's gonna be do he's gonna be voicing the new Child's Play uh, doll, aka Chucky. And I was asking Edward his thoughts because he was trashing that film. <laughs> I mean, I was surprised. It's like I was like. At first, I think people thought it was like a tease, and then like he he was like, "No, I'm for real. I'm gonna be the voice." Yeah, because uh, the they retweeted it, the actual promotion or the website. Or whatever, uh, right? So, but anyways, yeah. Um, just wanted to kick things off with a little news dropping. Also, in the entertainment realm, I don't know if you heard Conor McGregor retired. <clears throat> I heard about that. I think he just wants more money. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Um, he's too young, too good, and he can he can easily. He can easily spark up a fight with anyone with his mouth. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I understand. I get it. Like, I think his, uh, I think the whole deal with him is like he's he's been saying like he wants ownership of the UFC and mm-hmm. I guess he wants to get paid in, in shares, you know. Yeah. Which I think is not unreasonable. But I also see why the UFC isn't doing it because if you start that with him, then everyone's going to be asking yeah. for that, you know. I got it. So it's like uh, he wants, like they don't want to set a precedent with Connor where it's like, well, we paid him with the sh- with shares. We're not now every other um, title holder is going to want shares in the UFC. So I get it, but in my opinion, I think he's worth it. Um, I was talking to my brother about it. He's the only mixed martial artist fighter who's ever made a hundred million dollars. Granted, it was in a boxing bout, mm-hmm. but he also Zufa the Zufa. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correct. The UFC. Um, the company that owns the UFC actually co-promoted his boxing match. So they took a piece of that pie as well. Mm-hmm. So off of him alone, in my opinion, they probably made more money off of any fighter they've ever had under their under contract. And which I can understand because people like me who don't watch MMA like all the time, like if Connor's name's in there, I, I, I want to see it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there, I'm, I'm sure I'm not, I'm one of millions of people who are just like that. He's a big draw. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, but uh, and then and and then last night I was watching the UFC. Um, so they they partnered with ESPN. Mm-hmm. They left Fox, went to ESPN, and I didn't know this, but all of all of their fight cards on ESPN have have ended in finishes. And I think um, this journalist I follow, his name's Ariel Hawani. He was saying he his he thinks it's attributed to all of these early start times because all the fights have been starting like really early and ending mm-hmm. around like eight, nine, ten o'clock. You know, usually they usually end around eleven or midnight. So I don't know. That could have something to do. But yeah, last night's fight card was was really great. So really quick, switching to a, a subject that is a little sadder and a little down. I don't know if you know, but um, heard, but Agnes Varda, who is this um, female filmmaker of the, she started off in the one of the, I think she was one of the only French New Wave female f- filmmakers, passed away at the age of ninety, and um, she's she's made some really really good. Um, movies and i and i know she was still working but anyways do you know who she is no um she was still she she recently released something let me let me look it up real quick i have i haven't seen it but uh did you post something on the twitter about her mm-hmm. oh, okay because yeah i went on there today and i saw you like maybe it's something oh no you had posted a video about someone uh going from youtube you were like this guy's amazing at something oh that's uh, alfonso Coron. yeah um yeah yeah so she was still working up until last year she was working like on a tv series this pa- this recently and then she passed uh she made a movie in 2017 called faces places but she was uh definitely like a trailblazer in uh the filmmaking world for women and uh it's very sad to, to hear her passing so i wanted to bring that up edward we should watch one of her movies in uh in, in honor we still gotta watch hugo's movie yeah we still got to watch a lot of movies. 
Don't worry. There's there's always time. I don't like this angle this camera's got on me. We'll fix it. Ah, it's all right. I'll just sit like this. All right. I'll just straddle. Oh, well, there's a reason behind it. That's I'll why. straddle my... <laughs> yeah, there is, actually. I'll straddle my chair. Um, what else? What else? Oh, and then real quick, um, just talking about music. There's this band I started listening to called Hers. Literally, probably started listening to around, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, December, couple like a couple months ago, right? Yeah. Um, and the reason I even discovered them is because I've been getting I've been getting into like in, indie music lately, mm-hmm. um, listening through Spotify. And Spotify is awesome for hey kids, if you're out there, download the Spotify app now. No, Spotify app is <laughs> is really good yeah. in my opinion for recommending um, mm-hmm. similar artists. Mm-hmm. So I started listening to this chick named Claro, mm-hmm. um, and I, honestly, I don't even remember how I got to her. Right then, yeah. oh. I think it goes through this um, artist named Kuko. That's where it all oh, started. I remember you. Yeah, you remember you showed me him. Yeah, he's this uh, Mexican American, like Chicano from uh, L.A. Mm-hmm. Makes really good. Um, like it, he, it's it's called bedroom pop music because mm-hmm. it was made in the. It's like independent music that they made in their bedrooms. Mm-hmm. But he's really good. Like he can play the trumpet, the guitar. I saw him at South by Southwest last year. Mm-hmm. You know, he bust homie busts out a trumpet and starts playing on stage, which I had never seen. And I mean, I've seen, but I haven't seen in a long time, especially yeah. on like a South by Southwest stage. And um, so I was really, I'm really into Kuko. Um, and then, you know, through him, I started listening to this chick named Claro. And then through through her, I just started listening to these different artists with similar sounds. They're, they're within this like really lo-fi genre mm-hmm. of music. And um, Gus Dapperton, um uh, I can't think of all of them right now, but hers, the band hers was one of them. Oh, the, the, the Walters. I like the Walters. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyways, so I started listening to them and, and I really like their music. And a lot of these guys are, they're really independent. So they play a lot of the small venues here in Austin. And so I was like, Oh, you know what? I'm, Oh, this other band named sales that I I'm, might be going to see here next month. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was like kind of keeping an eye out and I knew they were here for South by, but I couldn't catch any of their stuff. And literally two days, I think after they left Austin, they died in a car wreck mm-hmm. going to California. Cause they were going to, they're going to be on tour here in the U S they're a, a UK band. I think they died in Atlanta. Oh, was it Atlanta? I, th- I, I thought think. it was, I thought it was somewhere near California. I mean, I, you, you could be right. I don't know. I remember looking it up cause I was, cause I saw you tweet about it or something. Yeah. I had read the article. It was pretty sad. And uh, nope. My cat Oliver wants to jump on my lap. He's not allowed. Um, yeah, it was pretty sad, man. It, and it was just like they're a two-person band, so literally mm-hmm. that music is done for. And um, it, 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 I don't know. I wouldn't say like I wasn't like affected by it. I wasn't like heartbroken or anything because like I, I'm not gonna say I was a super fan, but I did start listening to their music, and it kind of sucks yeah. to to see two lives uh, cut short with um you know really talented guys. So. Was it just an awkward, like, was it like an awkward coincidence? Like, I just started listening to them. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I guess you could say that, you know, I was like, I had just, I would have never knew, known who they, who they were, to be honest with you. Yeah. If it wasn't, you know, through Spotify. And then once I did discover them, then I find out they pass away, like, literally several months later. So, I don't know. I thought that was just kind of crazy. Life's short, guys. Life's short. Yep. We're here for a good time, not a long time. (laughs) But I was going to say about Spotify is that like if you ever find like a song you like of someone and Spotify has a good thing where you can just put like play like that song radio and it has like a bunch of songs that are similar to it. So I don't know if you've ever done that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, I like doing that a lot. Yeah, I'll go to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's 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 what I was talking about. Like they're. I guess I I said it was like they recommend, but yeah, I mean you can even find people like similar. It says at the bottom like similar artists and whatnot. Yeah, they curate music really well, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, with within the similar with, that has a similar sound or similar taste to it. Um, I don't know. I haven't really. I've kind of. I don't know the other how the other apps work like Apple. I've never really used Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend has it, and I've kind of like messed around with it a little bit. But I'm just I wasn't a fan. Yeah. I saw this funny meme on Reddit, and it was like, Spotify's the best out of all of them because it's got the native dark skin. Oh. <laughs> and then the dark skin uh, uh, OS. Mm-hmm. So that's maybe that's why I like it better, too. Yeah, you're the one that got me hooked on Spotify. I had never heard of it or seen it, and then you told me about it. Yeah. And then I got it, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Got to spread the word. 
But. Hey, did you ever see that video? I, I don't know if you listened to it or whatever. I sent you it from YouTube. And it was, it's called like, uh, it's like a YouTube series from Vice called The Story Of. And it was like uh, about uh, that song uh, from, the, I, which I got it wrong. I think it's called like Kingcraft 400. And this, I thought the song was called Zombie Nation, but the artist is called Zombie Nation. I never knew that. Mm-mm. Anyways, it's a song that's like, mm uh, 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 oh yeah, uh, yeah 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 okay well anyways they played at like basketball games yeah, a lot and right? that's yeah. what the whole thing is about and it's a really interesting story because i started watching it and you, you know what i'm sorry i didn't now now i know i did for the like the whole time you were just talking i was literally like scanning my brain like uh-huh. <laughs> did i watch it did i watch no i didn't see it no but well, i do remember you saying it's pretty interesting though there's only like 20 minutes long but it's like a vice thing and I thought it was interesting because the original guy that made it, he says that he found it from a video game when he was young. And there's like this video call, game called Lazy Jones or something like that. And there's like 10 rooms of 10 different games. And he liked to go into this one room because it had that little beat that, but like, you know, like an 8 bit version. Mm-hmm. And then he stole that, made his version of the song, which is, you know, it's called Zombie Nation. Someone else got it, a DJ got it, and then they made like a more popular one. Someone else got it and mm. made it the one that everyone likes. That it's called the chant version. Timberland got it. <laughs> no, I don't know. Someone got it, and it was called the chant version. And if when you go back and they talk to that guy, he sounds like he's all butthurt about it. He's like, when I first heard it, because you know he's like he's saying he's heard it like at, it, it was at the Super Bowl or something. Uh-huh. He's like, when I heard it, it made me sick to my stomach. And it's like, why? It's like someone took what you had and made it even better. Yeah. I mean, this, well, this whole remix culture that we live in, you know, everything's a remix. Yeah, but everything's I mean, recycled. I can understand being mad because you don't get any money from it because they say like everyone was everyone was buying that version, not his version. So I can understand the money part, but no one would even know who you were had it not been for this person making it huge. Yeah, I think it all goes. I think it all ties down to like, um, you know, he he has this like su- very subjective tie to to that song. Mm-hmm. Um, the only way I can think of it, you know, as an artist is like you, you create something, right? Mm-hmm. And you put like your blood, your sweat and your tears in it and you you have an, an emotional connection to it. Yeah. And then somebody takes it and remakes it and then everyone else was like, oh, this is better. And then, it, you know, they keep, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you probably think the version you created was the best version and, and it should have just stayed like that. Yeah. But in reality somebody and, and and who who's to even say what's better i guess you're, they could yeah, have made it you. they could like i it's catchy that's yeah. what i'll say about it mm-hmm. like would i sit at home and listen to it no <laughs> <laughs> you know i would if i was like you know cleaning uh, or something yeah some people some people would like personally i wouldn't just like uh, sit there and jam you know jam it in my <laughs> ear airpods or yeah. whatever but um so it all comes down to that so i could see why he would get upset you know um it could same could be said about like people who are i mean they're all they're probably all dead now but a lot of these artists that quentin tarantino has taken pieces of their work from oh okay and inserted it into his movies uh i'll I'll reference kill bill because it's the easiest one to to go to but all the kung fu scenes and there's there's a lot of uh there's actually you can look it up there's videos on youtube where it references the original source of where tarantino took and literally it's almost like a shot for shot uh, remake of what the original source is and what mm-hmm. he's taken out and put into his movie um, but as a whole you know as a whole you take p- pieces from here and there and as a whole it becomes its own new medium you know yeah and uh, a lot of people don't know where he originally got those shots from so they think he's coming up with it mm-hmm. and so that could be another thing you know maybe a lot of people don't know this guy created this song and they hear this for the first time and they're just like, holy shit, like this is, I like this song or this is catchy or this is, oh yeah, it's that famous song. They play it, like I yeah. said, they play it at all the basketball games. Yeah, and that's what they talk about, how it's like, it's it's like a sports song almost. Yeah, but so I can, I can in that sense, I can see where he's coming from. Uh, I just, I think it's just the fact that, I, like I said, he was like, I'm, it made me sick to my stomach and I hate, <laughs> I hated it. And it's like, it's your song. It Does just, he still hate it? Uh, yeah, because I mean, the, it was, the documentary is probably from like last year. We see uh, somebody's like ripped off our podcast and remixed it, and they're like, "This one's way better." I, I mean, like, I would be like, if they were getting revenue from it, yeah, I'd yeah, be like, oh, yeah. "What the fuck?" <laughs> but, You're gonna be on Vice. Yeah, I saw my podcast get chopped up and made me sick to my stomach. Sick. Then <laughs> they interview the guy who did it, and he's like, got on like gold rings and shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Dave Chappelle <laughs> whenever he, he's married to Oprah. He's got yeah. a crown on. He's just like fucking wiping his face with money. He's all basically, I just take what they do. 
I just put my little touch on it. I'll make it better. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, so you went and saw Dumbo uh, recently. What was that? Yesterday or a couple of days it was, ago? Uh, I think it, no, it wasn't yesterday. It was the other night. It was Friday night. Nice. So um, <clears throat> let's uh, what'd you think about it? I thought it was trash. But <laughs> wow. to be fair, no, what well, to be fair, I mean a lot of people it's hard to, to it's hard to judge kids' films because automatically people are gonna be like, Well, it's meant for kids. Let me just specify trash or shit. Oh shit. Trash big, can be recycled. El- I would say it's a big pile of elephant shit. <laughs> big big dumbo, big eared <laughs> big eared elephant shit. <laughs> But uh, my my little sister in law loved it. So like I said, I mean it's meant for kids. But at the same time, like I was saying, people can be like, "Well, it's meant for kids." But yeah, but I have to sit through it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just giving you a heads up of what you're looking forward to. So like I just want to know what what didn't you like about it? Why why um, are you saying it sucked or it was bad? Well, we 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 rented the original Dumbo so mm-hmm. we could watch it before the cartoon version, which I didn't I forgot it was only an hour long. Mm-hmm. So we watched that, and I remember growing up and. My favorite characters from any Disney film, any cartoons, are the crows from Dumbo. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, obviously, they're representing, you know, black people. You know, no offense, but, you know, the way they talk, and they're all, like, jive and, like, you know, like, Southerners type of thing. I mean, they, when did that movie came out? That's 19, pretty outdated. 1941, I think. Okay, so. I, was, I think that's what it was, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, uh, the way they were acting was, like, super outdated. How? Yeah, yeah, but, okay, so, in, in the Dumbo spoilers, um, Michael Buffer who is very well known anyone in the boxing community knows he's the one who announces i guess for hbo or something i'm not sure what he's on now mm-hmm. he's on all the pay-per-view fights he's the one that's like let's get ready to rumble well this movie he's like let's get ready for dumbo and i was like <laughs> oh my god. okay so then he started saying lines from the original dumbo movie and they were the lines that the crows say like I never seen a drag or like I seen a dragon fly. I seen a something fly. I ain't never seen no you know elephant fly. That's how they say it in the that's uh go ahead. It stopped. I think so. Well anyway, that's how they say it in the um that's how they say it in the original movie. And in this one, he's like, I've never seen a dragon fly. I've never seen or you know, whatever the hell. Yeah, so he says all yeah, the lines. So he says all the lines and it pissed me off. Like and, and then also there's no mouse, which is a, a huge mm-hmm. thing in the the original movie. And like I figured people would be like, well, you don't have to have the talking animals, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, you do. Like, that was the whole point of Dumbo. Yeah, I don't remember. Honestly, I don't remember the original. That I mean, I'm sure I've seen it, but I really don't remember it that well. Um, so they didn't do it justice. That And also, um, do, do you, did you ever see the uh, the Tim Burton's uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Yeah. yeah. You know how it kind of just went on a whole extra, like, story that really didn't have to be there compared to the original? Yeah. They did this with Dumbo, too. It was like... All this extra story that had, didn't need to be there, and I don't know. I mean, like I said, my my little my little sister and I loved it. I, it's I'm pretty sure kids will love it. I did personally just didn't like it. They're just going for that money grab. Yeah, and also like just they just gotta get Tim Burton away from these remakes. <sighs> That's about well. Here's my issue, man. They just need to stop doing remakes. Or stop that. doing and quit going to see them and make because you know this you know this oh. movie's gonna make like yeah it's gonna make money another thing it's gonna make bank dude i want to know is he obsessed with like um redheads and like big foreheads or something because <laughs> you know like in, in alice in wonderland they give the queen like this huge forehead uh-huh. and red hair well they do the same thing in dumbo like there's like a little girl oh. and she has like a huge forehead but then later on there's like a red-headed chick i don't know maybe it's like an is, obsession uh, with them. is his wife in it I don't know. She's uh, she's the queen, the red queen. Oh no, 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 that's nice. Uh, oh, okay. He has. Um, do you know who Eva Green is? Think? Yes. Yeah. Okay. She's she plays like the main mm, lead, uh, female lead. And my microphone feels feels so, awkward. But um, not as yeah. comfortable with having some <laughs> phallical looking thing in my face like you are. Uh, I was gonna say I also saw Aquaman, but I don't want to talk about that. That was the only reason I saw this because I had free rental from Redbox. And yeah, we're gonna hit, we're gonna hit yeah, a hard pass we'll, on we'll that. Fast forward that. I heard it was good though. I didn't care for it. I think yeah. it was, I thought it was kind of corny right. to be honest. Okay, I'll but. take your word. I'm not gonna see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not really interested in Aquaman. Wow. I'm not some horny chick who wants to see Jason Momoa shirtless. If I want to see that, I'll just look in the mirror. <laughs> i really want to talk about us so what if you, whatever you want to talk about before we get to yeah that, yeah i have a to... couple things here listed um so the oa have you heard of it i've heard of on i've heard about it from a podcast but I, not from uh you yeah oh yeah let's 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 go ahead and give them a shout out because they're i heard them complaining a few episodes yeah. back we never we never shout them out so i was listening to dark side of the mic mm-hmm. which is a podcast about 
general stuff. Yeah, randomness. Internetness. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny, interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, with uh, James, my brother. Um, James, who is my brother? Austin and uh, Emilio, just Emilio. Mm. <laughs> you, you were going to say it, weren't you? What? You were going to be like, just Emilio? Oh, no. Oh, I thought you were. You no. looked like you were. Um, anyways, those three guys, they're pretty, they're, they're fucking hilarious. I listen to the, I listen to the podcast religiously. Like I really do enjoy it. And even when they say they have their worst episodes, like in my opinion, those are their best episodes. I think it's funny for me because I kind of get like a, like a behind the scenes type of thing. So like James will tell me like, yeah, this happened, this happened. And to me, it makes it funnier. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe because, yeah, maybe because we know them, like I like it. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I'd like, I, I feel like I... Like, I can, like, be objective about their podcast and be like, uh, because, like, on some episodes, I can be like, eh, that was okay. Mm-hmm. I like more more episodes than others, but I still, I, I, I overall, I like it. Mm-hmm. And, um, anyways, they were talking, uh, Austin was talking about the OA, and my man, you did not do it justice. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyone who doesn't know, the OA is a show on Netflix and this is season two just came out right mm-hmm. season one came out i want to say uh, a year year and a half ago they took quite a while to release this um second season but with good reason because they worked on it really hard in my opinion so the the show was written and it was co-created by Britt marling mm-hmm. and dude she has a pretty interesting story so for anyone who doesn't know she was potentially one she was almost one of the harvey weinstein sexual assault victims okay yeah she released a um this like big article like she she penned like a letter for some magazine but long story short he tried to pull that same crap on her like hey hey, let's have a meeting try to Mm -hmm. lure her into his room and then i don't know if he exposed herself or he was like trying to like hey let's have sex or whatever but long story short she turned him down and was like fuck you right Mm mm-hmm and she said that the reason why she was so confident in not, I mean, obviously, because she didn't want to do anything with them, but also she felt like her job wasn't on the line or her career wasn't at stake because she's a writer. Yeah. First and foremost. And that's where I want to go with it. That's where I want to just give a little backstory with this, with this, particularly her, because she also co-created with this other guy. I think his name's like Zal something, but I'm more, I'm more like interested in her because she, and you can find these interviews all over the internet. Basically, she went to college, got the job she wanted, her dream job, working for um, this big bank. And um, oh, what is it? Goldman Sachs. She mm-hmm. was working at Goldman Sachs. She's like really, she's really smart. Like she graduated in like with a degree in economy. She was like, I love math. I love all this stuff. Yeah. And she had this like really good job in New York, paying her a shit ton of money. And she was like, I'm working these really long hours. And she just felt like it was like sucking her soul. Like she really, she also like liked acting, you know, she was like a creative person as well. And she was on this career path. And she said one day she was just like, and she, she said this was her near death experience or it's like her near death experience that she's just sitting there in a cubicle crunching numbers. And she's, I mean, she's making six figures a year and she's like, this is what I'm going to do every single day for the rest of my life until I die. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be rich and I don't care. And she quit that job. She Mm -hmm. just straight up quit. Like most people don't even get the opportunity to be in the position of having that kind of job. She walked away from it and uh, some friends of hers. Well, let me backtrack a little bit. Some, some of her friends who is her current, uh, writing partner, he came to visit her. They were like in New York filming. They were like going to make a short film or whatever. And they were just like, Hey, like, why don't you just help us with this? Like, we need your help. So they made, she said she helped them. She was an actress or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that kind of like reignited her passion. She was like, this is what I really want to be doing. This is what I want to be doing. This is what I want to do with the rest of my life. So then she goes and quits the job moves to California with those guys and she's you know the rest I mean the rest is a blur she talks about like going to the library every day she was like a waitress you know she had a shitty job she gave she basically gave up a good life to struggle um and and without and it paid off eventually because she ended up making they they ended up writing uh, a movie called After Earth and um basically it's about a movie that I mean, it's it's a movie about um. There's another Earth in space, or something like that. Like there's a Earth, there's another Earth hiding. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, it's not called After Earth. It's called Another Earth. Oh, okay. And uh, there's a planet, just like Earth, hiding behind the sun, and somehow they get like radio frequencies from it, from it, and they find out there's people on that planet, and 
I don't know, somehow they discover there's like, you're, you're basically your clone, another version of you is living on this other earth. Uh-huh. And it doesn't explain wh- how it got there and it doesn't go into details, but her character is just like this like broken chick who like killed a family in a car accident mm-hmm. and like she wants to like go to that other planet to see if her life is different on there. And there's a reason I'm, I'm talking about all this. Trust me, guys, I'm getting to a point. And then she made another movie called she wrote and starred in and that's her whole thing she she wanted to be an actress but then she also realized that i think she said she auditioned for some role where it was like girl who gets killed in like a horror movie and like that was her she said like the the title of the character Mm -hmm. was just like some generic title and she was like why am i auditioning for this shit you know she's like i'm gonna i know i'm better than this and i know i can be representing female characters way better so Mm -hmm. that's why she's that's another reason why she started like writing her own characters and working with these guys as as partners and so they go on to make this movie uh they did another earth and then they go on to make one called sound of my voice and another Earth did well at sundance or whatever oh is is that about a cult yeah it's about Uh, i wanted to see that yeah so that one's about a cult where these guys this this couple they're like filmmakers documentary filmmakers and they decide to infiltrate this cult to you know make a movie about it and she's the cult Mm -hmm. leader or whatever Mm -hmm. um and long story short in that one her character basically claims to be from the future she traveled from the future back in time and the movie's really well done i saw it and it and it plays on these themes of like is she crazy or is she true? And there's things that prove that she's right. And then there's things that make you question her again. Mm -hmm. And it does that the whole, the movie does that the whole time up until the very end. And it ends on this like very abrupt, like what the fuck just happened? Right. Yeah. That's how it ends. And it it was good. I liked it. And they planned on making a second, a part two to Mm -hmm. it, but they never did because I think after that, her and that, her writing partner, the, the guy, the director, they started working on the OA, which, follows on these themes of um being somebody who's um displaced from not i wouldn't say reality but being being displaced in the world you know you don't feel at home you don't you you your your life isn't what you expect it to be and and it's and there's i guess you could say there's like hope for a, a for something better and that's where the oa comes into play this whole of uh, the first season is about this character who was um appears out of nowhere she was missing for seven years and she was blind she comes back she can see again and she has this crazy story how she when she was young she had a near-death experience and she was adopted and she has like these abilities and and um this guy scientist like kidnaps a bunch of people who have near death they call them ndes near-death experiences mm-hmm. and he he keeps on like i guess you can say like bring like kind of killing them but then resuscitating them so he's like sending them into this other dimension this other you know the afterlife uh, with quotation marks to see what information they're bringing back and she brings back i i honestly i don't remember the first season all that well yeah i remember like the main points but anyway somehow they come up with this dance that helps you like like you can transfer yourself to another dimension Mm-hmm. And there's like five of them and he keeps he's keeping them captive and she's free already right but okay. she's telling um that's and that's what's interesting about the way the story's told the the show is about her like journey how she got to you know being found again and reunited with her parents and she's telling them that she was kidnapped for seven years and then her and she you know she's telling them all the story how like they discovered this dance and she's telling this to a group of kids it's like four or five kids and like one one adult she's like a teacher and they all have like kind of screwed up lives too, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a band of misfits, I guess you can say. And she, they're they don't know whether to believe her, and they're like scouring the internet, like, oh, is she really telling the truth? And and they start finding, and it's the same, it's the same thing like the her movies. Mm-hmm. It's this like you're finding evidence that what this character is saying is true, but then they're also they're also you're also finding evidence that makes you question it. And the whole time it's like, is this real? Is it not? Is it real? And then the first season ends on the same note as like all her other uh, all the other movies that I've seen, where it's just like, what the fuck, like like you it's like is this real or or not and then it just ends Mm -hmm. and season two picks up like right where season one left off and it basically answers all your questions for you and not only does it answer your questions it it throws you into this deeper um, mystery 
and it deals with like alternate realities, alternate universes. You're able to like your conscious, you're able to transfer your conscious to another dimension where there's another you that living a different life that took a different path. It's, it's really, really interesting. It's very intricate. And I don't know, it's not hard to follow along. Like these are really like abstract concepts that I feel like most people don't and won't understand, Mm -hmm. but it's not hard to follow along, you know? Uh, and, and the show's really good. I, I recommend anyone who's interested in sci-fi, anyone who's interested in mysteries, and anyone who's in- interested in thrillers. It's a little bit of all of those. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really, really well done. And I, I highly recommend it. It's very short, eight episodes, but I think they're like a, a, an hour a piece or something like that. So I just wanted to dive in on that. Sorry, that was a bit long. <clears throat> Uh, that's fine. I didn't like. I said like when I first when they mentioned it on their podcast, I thought he was saying the O eight, and then when when you told me, I was like, oh, the, the O eight. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh. Yeah, it's cool, man. I'm really digging this second season, and uh, I haven't I haven't done I haven't spoiled it or anything, but I've kind of like looked up videos, and you know, people like to dig in and be like the, the ending explained and yeah, the hidden yeah. meaning of this. I haven't I've stayed away from all those videos, but. Uh, I want to watch them. Yeah, uh, it look, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited for it to to finish it. I think we're on episode five, five or six. So I'm almost there. I would recommend watch it. I'll try it out. It's interesting. Fuck it, try it out. Fuck it. And if you don't like them, fuck them. Um, but yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. And then what else is there? We have a couple other things. Have you heard the Jane Silent Bob reboot? <clears throat> yeah. Thoughts. Uh, hopefully it's good. I mean, I'm I like James. Your, I'm I, asking for your thoughts, not T H O T S. No, uh, I, I honestly, I hope it's good. I mean, those two together, they're pretty funny. I've watched all the old stuff, you know, like what they did come on Clerks and, you know, chasing Amy and all that stuff. But as far as this whole reboot thing, I'm, I'm sure it's gonna be funny. But uh, I'm looking forward to it because they're bringing yeah. back a lot of people. Like I know Rosario, Rosario Dawson. Just, oh, she's coming back. Yeah, she's coming nice. back. And uh, I, the one person who I think he left was uh it's the, the one person who left was uh uh randall i think from uh clerks mm-hmm. i think he's the one that they can't get to really yeah he doesn't want to come back well you know what he he had his reservations about doing the uh clerks too he he kind of didn't want to do it yeah and they got him on board so i can see i, can, I guess i can see him yeah because they were supposed to do with clerks three now i don't think he wanted to do it man but um i, I i'll probably see it I'm not gonna lie. I probably will go see it just because I've seen all the other stuff. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna see it. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be completely honest. And I'm very biased when it comes to Kevin Smith, just mm-hmm. because of his whole um, indie filmmaking roots. You know, he he made um he made the first Clerks for like 20 G's, and this was back in the day when like digital cameras weren't even available. So he actually shot it on film, mm-hmm. and uh, he just got creative with it, and he was really smart, and you know, it made his career. So I've been a fan of his. I can't say I've followed his career with like complete um, bias because he made a couple of. Um, he made this one movie and I can't remember the name, but it was like a but with like wieners, like 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 hot dog wieners. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it had his daughter, and it also had Johnny yeah, Depp's yeah, daughter, just Emilio, like Yoga that. Hoosers. Yeah, Yoga Hoosers. Man, dude, it was fuck. It was too far out there for me. Like I think that dude was like fucking smoking some good ass kush when he made that when yeah. he wrote that one because he has another one named tusk i saw tusk i like tusk tusk okay. is weird but uh, but it was good okay it was good um justin long mm-hmm. i liked it and then um there's an there was one more um another weird one i can't remember what it was but yeah he i think he made something else. but i know yoga hoosers is the one that i was just like um oh, i can't do it dude <laughs> It was like a teen drama with like fucking like a Nazi wiener, like Nazi <laughs> yeah. wieners, dude. It was weird, man. And I turned it off like 90. I, I didn't even get like 30 minutes into it. And I was like, yeah. sorry, man, I can't do this. So I, I feel like a, he has fallen off a bit, but I, hopefully he gets right back on track with um mm-hmm. with Jane Solomon Bob. I think his career's, his, his career's had ups and downs, but I think it's because he wanted to try different stuff, you know. He didn't want to be the guy who's just known for making, like, Jane Silent Bob movies. Yeah. And he explored. I mean, did you ever see this movie called Red State? Uh, No. I recommend you see it. You would not expect it to be a Kevin Smith film. I watched it, and I didn't even know it was a Kevin Smith movie. I just knew it was, like, an indie film, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I'm going to check it out, and it's really good. No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, he's, he completely just steps away from, like, it's got... um. 
the dude from Roseanne, her husband. Oh, um, God dog it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> For some reason, I wanted to say Dan Aykroyd, and I was like, that's not his name. John Goodman. John Goodman, yeah. He's in it, and uh, it, it's it's a good movie. I would okay. recommend watching Red State, indie film. I don't know if I don't know if it did well, but man, it, it's definitely he steps out of his, his realm when he made that one. But like I said, he's he's made some good movies. He's made some flops, but I'm looking forward to it. I think uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot would be good. And then I recently, you have anything to say, man? I'm kind of I'm kind of hogging the the airwaves here. No, go ahead. I mean, it's, it's been a while since we talked about anything. So. It's been a while. Is that your favorite Stain song? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I mean, it's up to you. I, 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 like I said, I'm ready to dive into to us, but I'm, I'm just wait, I'm letting you finish. Yeah, Edward texts me. He's like, I want to talk about us, and I was like, Damn, dude, you sound like an ex girlfriend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I didn't get it at first, and I was like, Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about us. <laughs> I was like, What? Damn, dude. But um. No, I went and saw Shazam. I got an early screening. I don't think I think it comes out April fifth. So oh, yeah, I think okay. it should be coming out next week. Yeah. And um yeah, I was I was lucky enough to go check out go to an early screening of that and um it was good. It was very good. I'll, and I'll be very very quick on it. Um anyone who's interested, I would recommend you go see it, especially if you have kids. Mm-hmm. It's very much geared for kids and it's it's crafted in a way that it's not going to be like Marvel. It's not. This is not a serious movie whatsoever. Like mm-hmm. they'll go in expecting to see like some kind of like fucking Avengers Endgame shit where everyone gets killed. Okay. <clears throat> this very light, very light film. It's made for kids, mm-hmm. and um, they're they're I, and I don't know anything about Shazam. Like I don't know anything about the the history, the history or or, or what. But I I quite enjoyed it. I thought. There is a there is a there is a, a a part of the movie where this family there's like a family foster home aspect okay. of the movie and it it is like the best part of the movie for me just because it has uh, I don't know I just like the the, the whole family aspect um, that big Samoan dude from The Walking Dead is the dad big Samoan dude yeah the big Samoan guy who's like the king's right hand man oh okay okay yeah uh-huh. he plays the dad and dude he has like he has the best role in my opinion like he he just he 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 did a really good job the mom is the mom's super sweet but yeah there's there there's a this really nice um warm-hearted vibe coming from that movie and it's funny it's very funny mm-hmm. and uh I, I overall i liked it i mean you there's there's stuff that's not there's there's things that are wrong with it for sure that you could easily especially somebody like you mm-hmm. will easily pick apart but overall i think it was a good movie and i recommend um to go see it yeah, you got to see it quite early. Yeah, it was really early. Well, I mean, like I've I've been going to um Cinemark, Cinemark a lot, and it's a just because it's across the street, and uh, they have comfy seats. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and so I just got like an email. It was really, it was really random. I was like super bored. Uh, it was like on a weekend, and I was just like, man, let me see what's at the movies. Let me go mm-hmm. see if I can just pop across the street and watch something, and um. Yeah, I checked my. I was just checking my emails and saw that they were like having an early screening, and I was like, "Oh, go check it out." Yeah, I know, and that's stressful for me because I'm always trying to get the tickets first before everyone. So like this whole in game, I'm like, "When the fuck are these tickets gonna go on sale?" I've been getting. Um, I thought, uh, man, dude, Drafthouse like fucking sends me too many emails. I thought I had unsubscribed, but mm-hmm. then they um, I got two. They're they're showing one for like Little Farm or something like that. Did you get that one? No. Yeah, there's but like. But see, I think it's because mine is based in New Braunfels, and yours is probably based in Austin. Oh, okay, yeah. So you're probably getting more stuff than me. Yeah, because they're all at the South Lamar. Um, oh, okay, they're yeah, all, yeah. They're all. It was like an early screening for that one. I was gonna go because Arissa likes like animal movies. Yeah. Um, but it was like on a day oh, she man, has to I work. I need to change late. my shit, dude. Cause I like going to Austin one too because they give more. Um, yeah, and more advanced screenings. There was another advanced screening, but it was honestly like two days in advance. I forgot what oh, it was okay. for, and I was just like, nah, I don't want to go see that shit." Oh, dude, a lot of times if you don't if you don't get that text message, if you don't read it like right away, dude, yeah. it's sold out within like three four minutes. Well, it was just the email, but yeah, I did. I went to it, and I was gonna buy the tickets, but there was only like two good spots left. Yeah, and I was gonna just buy them, and then I was like, "Ah, I could always." Can you rain check those or no? No. Well. You can, but it's just like a long process because you have to you have to get a rain check at least an hour before the movie starts. So you have to go there. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, let's jump into our chosen feature. We're actually getting to something before. Yeah. Holy shit! Oh. I'm amazed. Um, we're gonna be talking about 
us. Us. Jordan Peele's us. Hey, go ahead and hit that escape button for me. Oops. Dude. Well, your keyboard's kind of off. That's why. I said hit it, not break the motherfucker. So for those of you who are watching. Yeah, anybody who listens to both of our shows. (laughs) We're going to be talking about (laughs) us. So we got to complain about our fire. I wouldn't say it was really a complaint. I just heard mm-hmm. our fireplace is a little small. So we're going to replace our background for a few seconds. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, Jordan Peele's Us. Uh-huh. I thought he said he wasn't going to cast any uh, white leads. That's true. That's true. I where, think... where, where'd you find this movie poster? <laughs> <laughs> this movie poster was, uh, it's from the indie version. So oh, okay. this is like pre- Like India? Know. This is what yeah, the- <laughs> this, this is the India version. <laughs> right. All right. I, I like it. I like mm-hmm. it. It's ni- nice find, Edward. Nice find. So um, I'm going to go ahead. I'll let you start off. What, what are your thoughts on this? Hang on, man. Let me get rid of this for a second. <laughs> I don't, think, I, I don't think I could stare at okay. this. <laughs> well, no, when I when I first came out of us the theater, I remember thinking like, was that it? Uh, it didn't make it made sense, but I was like, what was all the hype about? What was all the talk about? Because I remember you telling me like, oh, you know, there's a political meaning behind it, and I was I think I spent the whole time trying to figure out what it was, mm-hmm. and I had, I think it had a trickle effect on me because like after I saw the movie, maybe like you know throughout the you know, next few days i started thinking about like well why was this did you wipe it the trickle down effect yeah did you wipe it off before it dried <laughs> so i was like what is i was like why did why was this and then it would make me think like oh okay it's probably because of this and then i started reading like theories and stuff and it made a whole lot of sense and it's pretty crazy like mm-hmm. you miss so much that's why this is one of those movies you have to see multiple times and like um at first, I was like, eh, it was okay, but no, now thinking about it now, it's like, I want to see it again mm-hmm. because it, it really was really good. Now, it has me wanting to see it again, and uh, it was really interesting. I th- um, what, what were, were there, Was there anything that confused you in there, or were you like what, well, scratching your head? There was a lot of stuff. Like I was like, okay, so if... Uh, can we have spoilers? I mean, not really, but stick to like what's in the trailer. Um... Okay, like I'll, the rabbits, you know, like there's rabbit. If anyone who's seen the Us trailer, there's rabbits, and and I was like scratching my head because even now I haven't really read anything into it. But like, what was the symbolism behind those rabbits? You know, I, um, yeah, gold well, scissors. There's gold scissors. Like, what does that yeah. mean? Actually, I think they're are they gold or brass? They're gold. Because I've read some people say they call them brass, so I don't know. They're gold. Well, anyways, uh, she even says it in the movie. Okay, so like, without remember. A- remember? And she's like telling her, she's like, you open presents and mine were gold and cold and sharp. Oh, okay. And I cut my fingers on them. Mm-hmm. Which is another thing I was like wondering, like, okay, like I say, like in the trailer, the little boy has the mask and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, well, what happened to his face? And then like, I, it wasn't until later on, like I started reading someone's like thoughts on it. And I was like, that makes a hundred percent sense. And I don't want to give it away, but, uh, you know, like in the movie, he has that little thing, like the little, yeah. So what? well that's a side theory that's what i'm saying but it yeah. made it make a whole lot more sense so yeah there so th- so when you go in to see this movie like be prepared to leave the theater with questions yeah because it's not going to give you answers and i like that i i saw a review somebody was saying they thought it should be more ambiguous than what it was but i'm like nah, i think that was a good amount of ambiguity ambiguity in that movie yeah. I, and that's the thing i think if someone if you're not the type of person that wants to dig into a movie and you just want to see a thriller it, it's it, still good yeah it's, it's still good but you you're probably gonna leave like confused like it didn't make any sense to you so well, i think it's the best of both worlds because like people are probably gonna go see that like some people do just go in there like hey i don't want to overthink a movie like i just yeah. want to go just like be entertained for a couple hours and leave and and like you can go and get that for sure but you're gonna still walk away he's still gonna plant some seeds in your head yeah and he's such a good director too mm-hmm. oh my god towards the end where he's like intercutting their fight with their ballet with her ballet yeah, yeah. recitals and stuff Oh, dude, it was it was, and 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 in my opinion, that was like some master class filmmaking for sure. It wasn't too, um, how would you say, um, on the nose with like jump scares and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't even know if there was any. Maybe it, one. There were some. There were some tense moments, but I really, I really liked it, man. Mm-hmm. What? What? Okay, I want to know what were your thoughts like. What do you think the the meaning behind it was? Well, without I can't I can't really say without spoilers yeah, to be honest that's with what you. I'm saying. But let's just say from the trailer, from what people see, these, and let's think of it in like really really broad terms. Mm-hmm. Okay, the natives, 
mm-hmm. are the family. They're Americans. They live there, right? Mm-hmm. They live above ground. That's their home. These other people who are coming in to their homes look just like them. Mm-hmm. They are them. They're mm-hmm. replicas, basically. They look a little different, but overall, they're they're the same people. And they're coming in, and they want the same life as they, that they, those people are living. Mm-hmm. What does that sound like to you? That's what I originally thought. If you're thinking about immigrants, yeah, that's what I thought. But then I read someone else's thing, and, and they said it, it was about poverty, and it made a lot more sense to me. It could be. I mean, that's that's the the beauty of it is like it could be looked at several mm-hmm. different ways. Yeah. I mean, why do most immigrants come here? Yeah, they want a better life because they live in poverty, mm-hmm. right? Or they're fleeing war zones or stuff like that. Yeah, it's very deep. It's very deep mm-hmm. meaning, and it gives you and it gives you a lot of thought. There is a twist to it, and it does add, like, it does make you think. And, you know, like, I don't want to go into details mm-hmm. about it, but um, it was pretty good. Yeah, I liked it overall. I really want to see it again. I want to see. Uh, so what, what do you think about that controversy with him saying uh, he's not, he, he's like, I don't think I'll cast a white dude as the lead. I've seen that movie before. <clears throat> I mean, it's true. I mean, I can look, I can think of, like, 20 movies right now that have all white leads. Oh, well, it's funny because, like, because uh, I know people got upset and they're just like, oh, that's reverse racism. That's racist and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, okay, here's, here's my, and this is me, like, trying to, like, remove myself from the fact that I, like, really uh, like Jordan Peele as a director and as a writer and uh, just overall filmmaker. Should he have said that? I don't, like, probably not. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're stirring up shit for sure, especially in this day and age. But um, he has a point, you know? Every every major Hollywood movie has, I mean, you can go look at the posters right now. All the leads are probably um, white yeah specifically white males now they're introducing more females into the filmmaking realm but they're not of color you know Mm. well it's kind of like if i was like you know if i was a director and i was like you know i'm gonna cast nothing but illegal immigrants yeah nothing but and i want them all in my film (laughs) and i'd have to have you on on, i'd have to have you or buzz on uh on set to translate (laughs) for me (laughs) um but i don't think he should have said that I get why he said it, and I don't have a problem with him saying it at all. No, I don't either. Well, I mean, people are so sensitive this day and age. It's ridiculous. Um, But yeah, I mean, the whole thing, it's just like, dude, look at all the major Hollywood movies. Just like, literally, just like, look at the next movie trailer you see, like, who's going to be the main character? Mm -hmm. Fucking Chris Hemsworth or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and And people are like, oh, that's racist. Well, I mean... Hollywood has been doing that for years and they're just, they just don't say it. Mm-hmm. They're just not going to come out and say it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's tons of, a, a lot of people don't know. There's a lot of stuff that goes on. Obviously there's a lot of things that happen behind the scene. There's the whole casting couch. I mean, look at Harvey Weinstein, um, basically using his power, his position to like have sex with women. Like, Hey, do you want this movie made? You know, yeah. touch my penis. Right. That's what, that's one thing that women are facing. And, Undoubtedly, there is this um, untalked about thing where um, studios don't cast minorities in in major roles. And I'm sure there's a lot of big actors and a lot of good actors who have been passed up for uh, a Caucasian character because Mm -hmm. they're just like, well, nobody's going to really relate to them, you know? Yeah. And it happens and people just don't talk about it. Well, I mean, I was going to say, look at Endgame. You got Iron Man, white. You got Captain America, white. Scarlet Widow, white. Hulk, white. Thor white, the raccoon white, Thanos white, purple, <laughs> purple, <laughs> fucking Barney. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, man. Oh, God. I mean, jeez. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's a, it's 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 a problem, and it needs to be fixed. But it, here's the thing with me too. I think Jordan Appeal's approach to approach is taking the the right way about it. Yeah. Okay. This is my. This is like I'm talking to anyone who's listening who's a filmmaker, including myself. Um, if you want to fix this problem, if you want to see people who look like you on on screen, then go out and write a fucking movie, or write a script with characters that represent you and your community, mm-hmm. and 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 I guess look like you, mm-hmm. and go out there and make that fucking movie and put mm-hmm. it out there because that's the best way to go about it. You know, Hollywood isn't gonna cast somebody like Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rod- Rodriguez cast 
Hispanic characters in his movies because that's what he relates to and that's what he wants represented on screen. He didn't go out. Like, why isn't anyone talking shit to him? Look at his major movies, Desperado. Mm -hmm. Um, He went out and he said it. He was like, I wanted to find a big, I wanted to make stars out of, out of Latinos. Mm -hmm. So he went and found Antonio Banderas, who's a Spaniard and Salma Hayek, who's from Mexico. And they're huge now. Mm -hmm. They're both huge. He made their careers with that movie. And that's what he said. I've, I've heard him talk about this before. And he was just saying how like <clears throat> you can't you can't go out and boycott and be like oh we want more we want more black people or we want more Latino people in movies you can't boycott because somebody who's gonna write a movie uh, you know a Jewish writer is gonna write about you know probably a Jewish character mm-hmm. uh, Jordan Peele is a, a black man in America and he's writing about black characters in America you know that's what he relates to and and, and I'm not saying you have to do that. But if that's what you want, if that's what you want to see on screen, then you need to go out there and write about it and yeah. make it yourself and get it, get it made and make mm-hmm. it good. Not just do it, make it fucking good where people can like it and relate to it. I think Asians have been underrepresented in cinema for such a long time. And now they're, they're, I mean, look at, uh, what's his name? John Cho. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say crazy rich Asians. I mean, crazy, crazy rich Asians did really well. Yeah. And it made a lot of money. But I mean, John Cho's been out there. He's been in fucking ton of ton of movies, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, he was in Harold and Kumar, um, and I think about that. Like when that came out years ago, and that mm-hmm. was like way that was a way ahead of its time. Like when when would you ever see a movie with a lead uh, Asian guy and a Middle <laughs> and a, Eastern and a, and a, yeah and, and a Middle Eastern guy, <sighs> and they're just like and the, and like when you watch that, you didn't think like oh, these are two minorities. Yeah. No, I got you. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. That's how good it is. You didn't watch that and you're like, these are minorities. It's like, no, these are just like two friends. Talk, yeah, two friends. They talk like us. They act like us. They make stupid mistakes like us. It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. That's my rant. <laughs> rant over. Oh, I do know. I'm right. No, I'm just kidding. But anything. Anyways, anything else? I don't know. We need to have a spoiler version. That way I can talk to you about it more about the movie yeah we can i want to wait till uh it's been out a while okay or maybe we can just do like a special episode where it's just like spoilers just like straight up spoilers us spoiler yeah i don't want to ruin it for people who haven't seen it it's good go see it right now go put your pants on put your socks on put your underwear on in that order go watch that movie (laughs) no shirt (laughs) no shirt Oh man. Well, this has been fun. Mm-hmm. Edward, anything in your last words? <laughs> what? That's how they talk on us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I thought Buzz was here. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I bet you, David, you get David fucked up and he can communicate with them perfectly. Oh, he's, you realize he was actually one of us the whole time? <laughs> hell yeah (laughs) he'd kill his clone real quick all right guys well thanks for listening that was our podcast uh for this week and we'll look forward to next week yep all right guys peace out bye